0: Today on the GYST podcast, we take a look at people. Do they realize that they're really average? If so, are they willing to do anything about it? That's coming up on the GYST podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast. The GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your show. Shit. shit Together. Thanks for joining us, Patrick.
2: Wow, that wasn't even together. This shit was late.
0: All right. Um. Yeah, y- you good, buddy?
3: Yeah, I was just listening to your intro and taking notes, and, and then I realized, oh, yeah, my cue's up.
1: <laughs> taking notes and kicking names. What?
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a very good episode for you today, and it's centered around... Whether or not people realize that they are average. I am a strong believer that we are, uh, the majority of the people are fooling themselves into thinking that they are above average when really they need to take a hard look in the mirror. They're not going to like what they see. So before we dive in, I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila. And with me, as always, is Glenn Rocks here, Patrick, and Jansen. All right. Welcome aboard, everyone. Uh, Scott is actually with us in the studio. He just had a Twinkie candy cane Gross. and is not feeling too hot. So he's going to sit this one out. So if you do want to hear Scott, we recommend you go down to Pike Place Market. If you see the original Starbucks and Beecher's Cheese, just go across the street. You will see a florist. Say hello to Scott Chang, because that's him. Sealy Farms. Yellow Shameless name. plug. Scott. <sighs>
2: well, just like Twinkies that candy cane has probably been sitting around for decades. <laughs> That's how they get to the candy cane form. Right?
0: they
1: start off as Twinkies and they crystallize into candy
0: cane. And just shave them down to a candy cane <laughs> yeah. size. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the episode that we have for you today is I started thinking about as we're coming up on the New Year. Uh, when depending on when this episode launches, um, it's already the New Year's. Oh my. Most people will set New Year's resolutions, but they will have already broken them by the time uh, January 27th comes around. I think it's 65% have already broken them by then. And by February 17th, I believe is the date, uh, well over 85% have already broken their New Year's resolutions, which means we just set New Year's resolutions to feel good. It feels good to say I'm going to do these things, but there's not much action behind it. And that got me thinking, this podcast is all about bettering yourself and improving yourself. So if you're listening to this, you're one of three people. One, you just randomly found us and you're like, hey, these guys are kind of funny. I'm going to listen to them. Two, you are friends or family and you were just throwing us a bone. Or three, you actually believe in personal development and want to take the steps necessary to better yourself.
2: I'm and that glad got, you clarified, because <laughs> one of three people, really? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah there's, there's more than three people that listen to us, thank you. <laughs> so
0: that, that got me thinking, do people realize that they are average, <clears throat> or does everyone kind of fool themselves into thinking that they are above average? So before I dive into these stats that I have, uh, Glenn, Patrick, Jansen, you guys are in the studio. I want to know from you. Do you believe that you are average, below average, or above average? And the uh, indicators that I have here is salary. So this is going to be based off of salary.
2: Oh, if it's yearly based salary. off of yearly salary, I already know that I'm above the average, but not where I want to be.
1: What is the average of salary these days? Like, are we benchmarking the, on that?
0: We will, yeah. Okay. But before you know the number, do you believe that you are living an average life or an above average or below average life? I, I, I think I'm an average. Above. Above? Okay. Well, here are the stats. Oh. So uh, for our listeners around the world, these are for the U.S. only. So the U.S. average is $58,000 a year. And Maryland is the highest at 94K. Time to move? Washington, where we are, uh, that's where we're located, Washington State, is 83K. The lowest is Mississippi at 45K. So for us, it's 83K is, is the number. So if you are making more than that, you are above average. If you're right around that, you're average. And if you're making less than 83K, in Washington State you were below average.
1: It seems like I should move from the Mississippi and live the life.
0: Well so there were four four factors that go into how much you your salary is. One is experience, two geographic location, three industry and four education.
2: You forgot the fifth one. Who you know
0: well I I yep, I I guess yes. Yep. So, what the stats break down is: if you do not have a college degree, the average you're making in the U.S. is forty-five k. If you do have a college degree, the average you're making in the U.S. is eighty-one k. Dang! So, based off of that, let let's base it off of Washington State where we all live. Eighty-three k. How does that make you feel? Is that a shock? Are you much better or worse than you thought? I feel like Make it about yourself.
1: I feel like the difference is just paying off student loans. <laughs> if you have no degree and you work out with like 45, right? You have mm. no student loans. The same thing. <laughs> just get Get a degree.
3: No, but, that came as a surprise to me. Those those averages.
0: So how do you, how do you feel now?
1: Mm. A little guilty. A little guilty or <laughs> slightly poor? No. <laughs> I think with how the housing and how much meat costs nowadays. I think I'm not even surprised that the average is that high.
3: It it seems such a low number for the average like w- when you when you look at it in terms of of above average, it, it's kind of interesting to me because you'd think that the majority of us here would be in the average or or the below average.
1: We haven't met the quote-unquote average since like the 80s. So you always hear stories like, oh yeah, uh, the family of four Living in a house can live off of a single person's income working as a shoe salesman.
3: Like what the hell? That is a good point. The averages are kind of dependent on on that, but still, the your your metrics that you give were the the exacts now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. These are as of twenty twenty two numbers.
3: So that is December twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Thing is, like, so
1: is the benchmark going up or just people
0: <clears throat> are not needing the benchmark? Well, so. I don't want to make this about politics because what we can do is take a look and say, you know, there are some people who at, at Walmart, for example, right? There are people making minimum wage. Is that the best that they can do? Well, no. Walmart as a company is willing to pay you multiple millions of dollars a year depending on how much value you bring. So that's where, you know, it can get a bit skewed. If you're taking a look at Washington State, you know, we have Boeing. Uh, Starbucks, you know, Microsoft, so many headquarters that it drives up the average. But I don't want to make this strictly about salary, even though that's the benchmark we're using. the The point that I want to make is, I believe most people will say that they are above average. No one really is when it comes to personal development is willing to take a serious external perspective look on their life and find, okay, I need to improve. Most people will start justifying why they are where they are. They'll say, oh, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. Uh, I, I enjoy my life. I enjoy my, my income level. Uh, the amount of work I do, you know, I'm, I'm content. And they're tricking themselves into thinking life is good. Whereas I would say, that is probably the
2: wrong philosophy. Hmm. Yeah, I can, I can attest to that because I like my income level, but I don't like how much work I'm having to put in for it.
0: So you feel like you're working harder than you are being paid for.
2: Correct, yeah. I mean, you, you know that I, I've, I've, done you. Some, yeah. I've done some driving for, for uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats. To supplement some extra income, I've done some some copyright writing, which is not fun at all. But I've done three jobs basically for the entire year. We took a little bit of a break this this last couple months, but I don't like working this hard for for the income I'm getting. But my income, I like it because it's above average, yeah, especially for this state. So let me ask you guys a question. If, if we
0: poll, let's just say 100 people, and we ask them, do you feel like you are living a life that is above average, average, or below average? What do you think they would say? So let's just say on a scale of 1 to 10. We go up to 100 people, say on a scale of 1 to 10, what number are you giving your life? Five. I'd
3: say like a Seven.
2: Probably six.
0: Yeah, seven was the number one answer, um, and it was a, a psychological survey done, and they found what they're calling illusionary superiority, and that's that people have a tendency of overestimating things when it comes to themselves. The main reason is, and this is a quote that I've said, you know, for for the past you know, eight, nine years that this podcast has been around. We judge ourselves based off our expectations. Sorry. We base ourselves. (coughs) Sorry. I'm all over the place today. Uh, Intentions. We judge ourselves based off our intentions. We judge others based off their results. So most people, what they're doing is they're saying, I intend or my intention is good. Therefore, I am above average. And areas where people overestimated their superiority was IQ levels, job performance, success in life, and driving. So 70% of the people out there think that they're way better than they really are. Driving, you mean like driving a car, right? Yeah. Am I a good driver? Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So if it's true, if 70% of the population believes that they are better than they truly are, if you take a look, there's five of us in the studio right now. Odds are the majority of us are are fooling ourselves into thinking that we're better than
2: we really are. So so let's do a quick test. Rohit, you've ridden with me in my car. I've just written down where I would rate myself. What would you rate my driving at?
0: (laughs) For you, uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, following all the rules and and regulations. Lately, don't don't count my
2: road rage days. <laughs> just just this recent.
0: Trip. Um I, I would give you an I would give you an eight, nine, eight and a half. Let's go eight and a half.
2: I wrote down seven, seven. by the way. So oh. yeah, I know there are things I can improve on. I, I oftentimes go a little bit slower than the speed limit now. So. So, Patrick, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because
0: you and I had a conversation, I don't know, maybe, maybe eight, nine years ago or so, seven years ago, when we were talking about personal development. And at the time, you know what you were making, you know the level of success that you had. And for those who are newer listeners on the podcast, I say your level of success comes down to two things. One, your health. And two, your bank account. The reason why I give those two things is because they are measurable. There's, there's no intention of doing better than you really are achieving there. You either have money in the bank account or you don't. You either are struggling with your health or you're not. Uh, and the average income, uh, sorry, the average savings for our age of, of the average age of this podcast, 65, 65 K is what you should have in the bank account in savings. So Patrick, you and I got together and at the time you had said, you believe life was perfect for you. It was good. You were content. You didn't want more because you were happy. I'd love to get your thoughts now.
3: Oh, as as now looking back, absolutely not. Even today I would say that I still have a very far far road ahead of me in terms of development. But I'm making progress. I'm getting better at health, I'm getting better at financial stuff, I'm starting to actually take a proactive um meaning to my life. But back then when when I looked at that success, it was or actually how would I define it? It wasn't so much that hey I'm I'm overweight and I don't have much money and I'm happy with the current life as it is because to me that was the goal was was just wake up the next day and and enjoy what you can there was no long term planning at all then now I'm taking a look at my life and saying okay what do I want in 5 years 10 years 20 years from now I'm actually looking long term and, and planning out of that out none of that existed back then I only looked at it as today am I being successful today
0: Oh, so you were thinking more short term,
3: extremely short, like the day of, I would, I wouldn't even plan for what tomorrow brought. The question, the question was, am I happy today? Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I got a house, you know, I'm great. You know, I think seven years ago I was girlfriend married. I don't know. Have great relationship. Nothing's wrong. Oh boy. How interesting that is to reflect on that.
2: it's often a very hard reflection to look at too.
0: Extremely difficult and painful, which is why I believe the majority of the people will avoid it. <laughs> I had to trick
3: myself into actually enjoying the pain of what personal development brings. Yes. So it makes you feel alive. It's not so much that, but it lets you, you, it, it helps the message stick more realizing that it hurts. Cause then you ask yourself why? And then asking those questions is what leads to, you know, life-changing results.
1: Do you think your mindset changed because you, you're in a good relationship?
3: No, my mindset changed because I'm reflecting more. What made you reflect more? That's a great question, actually. I, I don't fully know the answer yet on what. Kind of changed. There, there's so many different things that added up over time to eventually just something kind of snapped in my head. Some sort of puzzle piece got fit together, and my outlook now has completely changed. Uh, you know, my relationship with with Amy has been great all, all of the time. Like, of course we've we've had our ups and downs and stuff, but it just continuously gets better because we're learning and we're communicating with each other. My work relationship is getting stronger and better. I'm I'm making what I feel like I'm worth, I'm actually able to grow in, in the company. Um, Friendship-wise, it's been growing. Every aspect of my life has been improving within the last several years, just little by little, but lately it's been more leaps and bounds. Do you think Amy has
1: something to do with this?
3: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys had something to do with it. Aww. I'm sure uh, looking myself in the mirror had something to do with it. I'm I'm sure there's lots of aspects of what ultimately contributed to it. But the day I found it, I'm going to patent it. I'm going to box it. I'm going to sell it.
0: So, Glenn, do you believe that the majority of the people are kind of, um, I would say, ignorant about the success that they're achieving in life?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I would say that. Um, Actually, you know what? I would say no. I think people know that they're not achieving what they can in life. Oh, honestly, they just don't care. I don't think they don't care. I think they just don't think they can. They don't know how, so they just give up and they settle. Oh, so, so settling is, is a word
0: that I was going to use, but I like how you said that they don't know how I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Right.
3: I'll second that.
2: Like for me, I've always been a reflective guy. I mean, since we're, Talking about reflection, right? Looking at our reflections and and analyzing. Patrick, thank you. I've always been a reflective person looking at myself. I just didn't care to change because I didn't think I could. Or I just figured it was too hard, too much work, so I said, yeah, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I'm actually kind of comfortable here.
1: I think the comfort zone thing is a huge comfort zone for everybody like well, you you, you analyze your life is like yeah it's average but I'm cool with it
3: for me it was the fear of, of success that held me back for a long time and and come kind of overcoming that you know I didn't want to change as a person you know what if uh, there's so much more I can do in this in the world there's much more money more travel more things to accomplish but who do I become you know to achieve those is what uh, was always held me back Afraid of your success. That's yeah, scary.
1: but hey, you are here now?
3: Exactly. I've overcome that challenge. What's next? Leaps and bounds. All right.
0: So, one of the interesting things I found was the difference in philosophy when it comes to believing if you are around average, below, or above. And what they found were Eastern countries like India, Japan, Korea, China. What they valued most was self-improvement. In the West, what's considered valuable is self-esteem. And to me, that was really kind of eye-opening because if you take a look at the, if you value self-esteem, that means you feel lost. You feel helpless. You feel like you're not sure what direction to go in. And therefore, you are wanting a lot of reassurance that what you're doing is, is the right path. And what do you do when you don't know what to do? You look around you and see what everyone else is doing. And so you copy the masses. And what does that do? That gives you an average life. With self-improvement being valued, what you're doing is you're taking a look at your current self. And you are taking a look at how do I improve my life? How do I be one better today than I was yesterday? And Glenn, you said something fascinating to me that people might not know how to start. And I think what happens is it's my belief that people look at extremes of success. Mm -hmm. And they say, okay, if there are people living in mansions, if there are people driving Teslas and people who have millions of dollars. I can't get there. I don't have that skill set. Whatever it is, they're going to justify why they can't do it. Making excuses for yourself. Excuses versus reasons. Absolutely. One of our most popular topics we we did that episode was excuses versus reasons. Excuses, you blame external things. Reasons, you look internally on why Mm -hmm. you haven't been able to do things. And if your philosophy goes to self-improvement. How do I be better today than I was yesterday? Now all of a sudden these are small changes that are achievable. In speaking with Patrick on on his transformation, that's exactly what he attributes to part of the success. Is it's just little improvements just compounded have resulted in the life that I have now. Like Patrick, you had said it yourself People ask you, what is the reason why you are the success that you are today? In income, in health, what is the main attribution? And you're like, I don't know. It was just a a culmination of things. You don't know because there was no giant thing. There was no trigger. That belief that there has to be a trigger is what holds people back because they're looking for let me duplicate that trigger. If Patrick said one day he stepped on a scale and it broke, then people are going to be like, okay, well, I need to find a skill that I can step on for it to break. No, that's, that's the wrong way of thinking. You can't duplicate someone else's success. You have to take it little by little until you build up enough momentum to think broader,
2: more global. Mm. Mm. Takes me back to my dad's preaching days. Ah, oh,
0: share it. Mm. I love hearing things about your dad. <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> yeah, Mister Rux, if I believe. Sooner or later, you'll meet him. Sooner or later, <laughs> but he's uh, the only one in your family I haven't met yet. Yep, yeah, it just takes me back to one of his sermons. Right, um, we as humans, we always look for an external sign before we do something. God's telling me to do this because he just threw a rock at my head, right? You're waiting to see God throw you a a big billboard sign, but it's not always going to be a sign. There's not always going to be a a sign on the road that says, go down this path and you'll find success. Hmm. But if you don't start making a movement down that road, you'll never find out if you're going to hit success. You'll never actually get there.
0: I love that because how many times do you hear people say i'm just looking for a sign or or in movies and tv shows you know i'm just looking for a sign you're you're waiting for something
2: external to tell you it's time to act like just take today's situation right with with people who are in, in serious problems with their finances look at people who are poor doesn't matter where um what are they usually saying well, I, I don't have this, or I, I don't have that, and these people over there, they have it, so I can't get there. Well, they have it. How did they get it? Well, they all, it was given to them. No, at some point, someone had to go and earn it. Someone, it, it didn't just magically appear in their hands, right? Someone had to earn it. Yes, maybe they, they gave it to their, their descendants, and they had money, they had a leg up. But their ancestors had to go out and earn something. I'm sorry, but if you want to change your life and you're waiting for someone to give you something, you're going to wait the rest of your fucking life before you get anything done. Nothing will ever get done. Go out and earn it. If you're not earning it right now, do something different. Because what you're doing isn't working.
1: On the flip side, I think some people are blind To see the signs, like it doesn't have to be a huge sign, right? Like it could be very minute. You just have to have the mindset of, like, oh, I see this. I should take advantage of it. I mean, it could be small things. It's just, are you open minded to see it and recognize that, oh, there it is? That's a sign. It doesn't have to be like life crippling or Mm -hmm. something crazy.
2: And there are times you do receive a sign. I mean, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, will send you a sign sometimes.
1: Yeah, but if you're blind to it, you will never see it anyway.
2: And if you're not prepared to take it, yeah. if you don't prepare yourself to be able to take it, that sign is just going to pass you down as you keep going down the wrong road in life. So you got to set yourself up in a position where you can take advantage of those signs you do see.
1: Patrick, you going?
2: to You okay, Patrick?
3: Yeah, I was I was just going to say like you can't compare yourself to other people, no, you have to compare yourself to you and your ideal self.
2: Definitely,
1: yeah. It's like it's like doing a puzzle, right? Like, if you see somebody completing their puzzle, that doesn't mean you can copy what they're doing exactly. It's a different photo,
3: it's everyone's got to have a very different formula, yeah.
1: I mean, people tell you to do the edges first, that's just a guideline that makes it easier. Some people don't follow it and they still succeed, so whatever.
0: One of the one of the fundamental beliefs around personal development is that you believe tomorrow can be better than today. And the second part is that you understand you have the power to do something about it. I'm taking a look at all three of you. In the past year, two years, each of you has done something that has completely turned your life around, a complete 180. Yeah. Patrick, for you, it's your health. Complete 180. Glenn, something that you've been uh, sharing your journey on this podcast is about your, your finances and wealth. Jansen, you've completely changed your career around. Yeah, I'm grounded. a completely different uh, industry. Yeah. What I, what, what's interesting is anyone from an external perspective is going to come up to each of you and say, how did you do it, right? What are they looking for? Okay, give me, the, give me the three steps to become healthier, wealthier, and, and, and career-driven. What are the three steps? What are the three things that, that I can copy and do? It's not that. They're looking at the wrong place. They're looking for the steps. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. And step three, do this. And then you'll have the results that you want. The reason why they believe that is because that's what we've been doing since elementary school. You're taught, okay, here are the three steps that you need to succeed. Here are three steps that you need to do. Go to college and, and get a good degree. and you know, here's a formula for success. We can't duplicate that. It is not effective. What is effective is looking internally and recognizing that you are not where you need to be. Each of the three of you has had that moment. I need to find a new career. I need to get healthier. I need to turn around my finances and you took the steps needed for it. And you understand that that only happened once you had an honest conversation with yourself. And I guarantee that was one of the hardest conversations you've had to have because we're so used to justifying why we are average. That's all we want to strive to be is average blending in. One of the major things we talk about on this podcast is your circle of influence. If you surround yourself by average people, guess what? You're average. (laughs) Take a look at the people who are sitting around this table, right? By just being here, every other week is when we record, ladies and gentlemen. Every other week, we are masterminding with people who are forward-thinking, who are going to challenge our beliefs and are going to help us grow. That's what makes a difference. Every time we come into the studio and record, we're not talking about lack. We're not talking about what's wrong and what sucks and, oh, woe is me. I guarantee if anyone comes in and and has that conversation with us, Scott comes in, he's like, oh, man, my life sucks. No, that's not good enough to sit at this table. And we're going to call him out on it. Got to get on our level. You got to step up. You got to improve. If you are staying exactly where you are a year from now, you're going to be somewhere, right? We all agree a year from now, we're going to be somewhere. Where? It's up to you to decide where you're going to be. And that is what this episode was all about. Take a look in the mirror. Have that difficult conversation with yourself. Are you where you need to be? Or are you just average? Nobody wants to be average, but take a look around. 70% of us are. Chances are everyone listening to this podcast is average. And if you're okay with that, then this is not the podcast for you. But if you're willing to challenge yourself, if you're willing to say tomorrow can be better than today, and you're willing to do something about it, you need to realize it's time to step up. This is your life. No one's going to do it for you. There's no one, two, three step on how to be healthier, change your career industry. or
2: No one's going to give it to you either. So. Right,
0: yeah. Got to figure it out. How many people do you talk to and, you're, and you ask them, Is there anything I can do for you? Well, I want the winning lotto numbers. (laughs) They say it as a joke. I hear it all the time. Patrick, you know who I'm talking about. There's somebody at our work. Every time you ask her, hey, is there anything I can get for you? She'll say, "Uh, the winning lotto numbers. (laughs) What's she waiting for? She may say it as a joke, but it's not a joke. She's waiting for it to be handed to her. She's
2: waiting for that. I mean, who wouldn't want it to be handed to her like that, though? I mean, come on. I would love to win the lottery, but I'm not going to bet my life on it. Exactly. I'll bet your
1: life on it. I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, you would bet my life. I'd bet your life. <laughs> but believe me, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't risk my life over my future over no. the over waiting on the chance of a lottery.
0: So with that, ladies and gentlemen, as we draw this podcast to a conclusion, look at yourself in the mirror. Have that honest conversation with yourself. And if you are ready to have an above average life Listen into the next episode of the GYST podcast. And if you're not, hit that unsubscribe button. Oh, no.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get
0: your f- together.